Good evening, morning, afternoon, whatever applies to you, and welcome to week one EuroLeague. Uh, pretty mental that that is actually week one of only three weeks. Still doesn't seem quite right. Uh, but hey, every game means something, so I wouldn't trade it back for that atrocity we had to deal with all those years in a row before then, would we? Uh, apologies if I look exhausted today. I did not sleep at all last night. Uh, but then again, I spent about eight months looking like Mother Teresa cosplay, according to a YouTube comment. So, you know, could be worse. Uh, I'm joined, as always, by Kira. Uh, he's wearing a, is that a Rams jersey, by the looks of it. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. it. That's all you're getting, mate. Uh, uh, we're also joined by the SK mid laner, of course. The man I like to refer to as Mr. Vanilla, a.k.a. Certus. Now, the reason why I call you Mr. Vanilla, Certus, is because, first and foremost, everyone likes Vanilla. Uh, you know, it's steady, it's reliable, but it doesn't generally pull up too many trees. But I think in recent times, we may actually have to upgrade you to at least Madagascan vanilla. Because, you know, definitely playing a superior brand of vanilla these days, I would say. Uh, but anyway, before we get into that and before we get into any League of Legends at all, um, I do have to ask you guys a patented would you rather question. An interesting one this week, I think. One that I'm sure you will regale with your friends at a later date. Uh, came up with it myself as well. No sidemen, no Reddit for this one. Right. It goes as follows. I'll start with you, Kira. Would you rather be able to ask the universe one question and be guaranteed to be given the correct answer or ask the universe three questions but one of the three questions is an incorrect answer but you don't know which one it is like there's no Ooh. way of knowing it so right, what, but can, I, can I do something where I, I like uh, like uh ask like a falsifiable question that i already know therefore eliminating one and so i get then just get two well, no, you only get, I mean, you get to ask three questions, right? So Yeah, but I could ask a question I know the answer to, you know what I mean? And then, like, like falsifiable? No, yeah, no. You I don't know which one is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, this is hard. Okay, you've got me. Right, while well, he's pondering. I go three. 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 I go three. Yeah, okay. I go three. Yeah. Obviously, you've got a high opinion of yourself to decode which ones are correct. Okay, okay. What about yeah, you, sir? I, I mean, I think I would also go for three questions. And. One, uh, maybe one One is like, not sure, right? But two right. of them are what, correct. What would you ask, sir? If, if you're going to ask one question, any question, any secret. Why universe, am I playing League of Legends? Ask? Question one. I think we already know I mean, the I, answer to that one. I don't know. Maybe Stop. something about the universe, right? Something about the universe? Yeah. You're going to ask the universe something about the universe. Well, I like yeah. it. I mean, to ask it something outside of the universe would be a bit out there, wouldn't it? So I guess that makes yeah. sense. What about you, Kira? What are you? What burning question would you ask the universe? Can a worm survive in a plane crash in someone's pocket? You, know? uh, you said you already knew the answer to that. So that, that would be your falsifiable question. Right. Moving swiftly on. I'm definitely taking the three questions and just banking that I'll probably what die thinking I know what that... Right. Oh. See, I want to say something like, who was Jack the Ripper as one of them? But... That could then be untrue. Yeah, well, it could be untrue. And also, it's like, can't, it's it's fairly low stakes, really, in the grand scheme of things, isn't it? Uh, I wouldn't ask anything with aliens or whatever, because you'll just get some technicality bullshit that doesn't help you. You'll be like, yes. And it turns out it's like bacteria, like a trillion miles away. So... That's what I would ask. 
if uh, aliens exist or something. If aliens exist. Oh, I would. I would ask. But oh, easy one. Easy one. Is uh, is there any kind of afterlife? That would be definitely one of them for sure. Uh, I think you just get yes or no, and you can't know. What do you mean? No, no, no. Are you just taking oh, one? No, oh, no, no, no. You've misunderstood the question. I think, Gira. It's not. You don't get jumbled answers. It's not a yes or no jumbled answers. It's just you get three answers, but you oh, don't. One of them okay, is incorrect. Okay. Like, for example, okay, Jack okay. the Ripper, and he says Kaminsky or whatever. It might actually okay. not be Kaminsky. You know, like he might have just told a lie. But yeah, no, I'd definitely ask if there was an afterlife or not. And although that would suck if that was the one that was wrong, <laughs> that would be really bad. So, yeah. yeah, I don't know. And then uh, I guess cure for cancer, maybe something like that. Like. Okay. Yeah, probably. And uh, I don't know, some something else. Best pickup line. Who knows? <laughs> anyway, right. Uh, moving on to all things League of Legends. Uh, starting where I began, actually, with you, Mr. Sirtis. Because as I said, I feel like in previous split... Well, actually, to a certain extent, this was true last split as well, I think. But the year before, I would have, again, I'd have described you as sort of that vanilla, steady Eddie in the mid lane, you know, not doing anything that pops off even negatively or positively again just my holistic outsider's approach from that year like how how did you see yourself as a player back then and do do you feel like you've improved in the way that a lot of people fans spectators whatever feel like you've taken a big step this year like what, what's it like from your perspective do you feel like you've really improved yeah i think so i mean um obviously we made like roster changes right i'm playing with four new players also, in the off-season, I went to Korea and boot camp because I really wanted to improve. Um, I mean, for sure, last year, uh, I had some pop-off games, like uh, a few games with Akali, LeBlanc. But uh, for sure, like this year, I would say I play much better, more experienced, also more confident. Last year, I was a rookie. And uh, yeah, I, I can see it why... Why people maybe see me much more this year compared to last year. Uh, last year, we didn't make it twice to playoffs. And uh, it was kind of a hard year, to be honest. And uh, I mean, for now, this year, it looks great, right? Winter split, fourth place. Now we went 3-0. Uh, really happy. Yeah, is is there any player like in the like who who is the current mid laner in the league that you would say you kind of struggled against the most, and maybe someone that you know you found it a bit easier? This is it like a matchup that you particularly uh, found difficult, sort of when you first came into the league that maybe you're coping with better now. Um, I mean, in the beginning of last year, I would say humanoid was like uh, the the mid laner. I looked up to in, in scrims, also in officials. I think we went like 0-4 against Fnatic, right? Um, also, Perks played really good. This year, it's uh, more like G2, I would say. Caps, mm, yeah. you know, he's playing really good. And yeah, these are like the mid laners, right? That I feel like are the best. Caps, Humanoid, Perks is also pretty good. Any love for Larson? Where does yeah, I don't say Larson just a cakewalk. Uh, <laughs> Larson's also pretty good, really solid, uh, always consistent, right? Uh, but I think last year I think we went two two against uh, 
Rogue this year also like I mean I lost to him in BO3 right zero two um, yeah he's also pretty good okay okay uh, and as like as a team do you think obviously you know, uh, forgetting last year because it's now a completely different roster than it was uh, this year. But from like this split to last split, do you feel like the team's improved? There was a rumor. I mean, I'll say it's more than a rumor. This is basically what I best uh, based my SK ranking guess on uh, was before the beginning of last split. You guys were like the scrim kings, right? Like everyone was like, SK is so good in scrims. Like we have no idea if they're going to be good on stage or not, but they're the best team in scrims or at least one of them. Do you feel like there's been a marked improvement in the team like this split compared to last split even or do you feel like you're kind of at a similar level to where you guys were last split uh i mean before the beginning of winter split we had really good scrim results we were like uh really good in scrims and the difference was that in coming into the first week like we were really because we have a rookie bot lane right uh and then also like the top side like myself also like uh, irrelevant we didn't play that many games so that's why in the first week of winter split we didn't look that great because we were kind of nervous getting used to being on stage and then now in spring split before this week started i was we had like one week of scrims and it didn't even look that good like we went like 50 50 i would say results wise but it's for us not that good because like before we were most of the times winning our scrim games but like this time the difference is that we are used to playing on stage compared to the beginning of winter split so that's why of course we look uh, much better yeah and kira what do you make of sk how how legit do you think they are do you think they all go top four again what do you think uh, it's really hard to tell like because um all kind of like depends on like you know like uh the top four again. Uh, mainly, the thing that I think matters the most is how you like perform into like the next section, rather than your actual placement and the round robin. But your round robin, you can sometimes end up against like a kill team. Like obviously, like you can end up getting like G two, and so like that's obviously just in like retrospect. Uh, I like a lot of like the SK players. I used to be a hater, Shirtus. Don't worry, mate. Sorry, mate. But now I've. To quote Shaq, um, I wasn't familiar with your game. I think you've improved like a lot this season. I even when you were playing on your Akali, I, I tweeted out that you're Lord Certus for like a brief period. You're you're playing a lot better, I think. Uh, this split, uh, but no, like I think the SK gaming team's really legit. I actually think the play a lot of the players don't get anywhere near the, like the credit, and they're just kind of stuck in like memeville. I'd say like you're one uh, setus, not you're like you're a meme, but like. Like, mm. people can't yeah. critically about yet, or, like, DOS would be the other one. I don't think people... I think they've just, like, pigeonholed DOS into the player he was many years ago and don't actually evaluate, like, anything he's doing. Uh, like, obviously, you've got, like, Exakick. I think a lot of people highlight, like, Exakick's, like, strengths, but I actually don't think he really gets notified for, like, how close he is to, like, the upper echelons of the ADC tier. And that was like he's like rookie split, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, I mean, I think so, you could you could make an argument that he was the best ADC last split, it, like him or Hands. I think I'd probably yeah. say Hands, but like it, there was an argument for it at least. So like, yeah, like, I think a lot of the, um, I think the SK teams like it makes a lot of sense. I think um, I was really surprised when Markun ended up on the team. 
I don't know why I just expected them to be somewhere different. Uh, but like no, I think I actually really like enjoy watching the team. I think it's done a massive improvement. I think the orgs taking the off season probably one of the most serious of like anyone like from split to like split. Uh, so yeah, super. Because yeah, super remember improved. the rumor was that they were trying SK with the original team who were trying to build around uh, Hands or like Hands being like the first player that they were gonna try and sign. So yeah, I think they definitely decided that we cannot be this sort of perpetual tier with Astralis and you know us basically um and interestingly enough Astralis have also seemingly sort of massively overperformed versus expectations right but anyway let's talk a little bit uh about this week uh just gone and a player you mentioned Sirtis and a team I want to talk about briefly is obviously you guys played Fnatic in week one uh and I want to get your thoughts like from a player perspective of actually you know being in the server against them where where do you feel this team's gone wrong? Like, is it easy to pinpoint in game what's not happening? I mean, let's start with with humanoid. Like, obviously he's a decent laner typically. Do you do you feel like he individually has dropped off, or, or where do you think the issues are in this fanatic lineup? Uh, uh, I think humanoid is still a great player, really good mid laner, uh, one of the best. Like, um, I mean. I'm I'm not that sure, you know, what's what's going behind the scenes in Fnatic, right? Uh, in game, like, though, do you do you feel like you know, because oh, obviously you know you guys played them and you beat them. Do you feel that it's just like a, a coordination thing, or do you feel like it's laning, or like what 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 was your feeling like when you played them? Like, why do you think you guys were able to get ahead of them and close out relatively uh, easily? I mean, they played really good uh, bot side, like around the uh, bot lane. They were really aggressive. I think they like ganked a few times bot lane, got like three kills in the early game, right? Uh, but it's more like that our top laner, like top jungle, was hard winning. So we had a really good early game where we can play through, even though our bot lane was winning, uh, even though our bot lane was losing. And then it was like more in mid game that they just didn't make use of it. Like this this gold lead that they had in the early game through bot. I feel like uh they they didn't progress. So maybe it was more like coordination thing that they were kinda like um not so sure what to do in the mid game. And then I think we had a really solid and good comp, like playing Talia Vai, right? And our top laner was like five zero. Yeah. Uh we were just look running around the map and killing everyone with like Violet into my combo. And um yeah, it's pretty it. Got a lead in early game through top and then we we snowballed it. Yeah. I mean we've got to talk a little bit about this Kira because enemy top laners being five zero against Fnatic seems like it's probably the norm at this point. Uh I do feel really bad for Oscorinin because you know it is a baptism of fire. And to put a rookie like that into what was a pretty dysfunctional situation, it looked like from the outside, is obviously not easy. But I mean, what do you, what do you make of, of Fnatic and uh, particularly topside Kira? Like, what, what do you think? Anything sort of salvageable here? Like, how did they turn this around? Uh, I don't know. Like, people were like really like uh, we're talking about this game like super funny. The particular the FK gaming one where they were like the way they were saying it's like oh like the draft they've got like no push like it's all like losing lanes. But I I 
don't think it really like worked out like that. I think Oscurin's like wave management generally has been really poor and it's getting him like killed like a lot. He's having to overextend and he's having to like pull Razor to like his side of the map too much. I think the fuck the bot lane getting a gold lead and then getting two v one by Exakick was just like hilarious. Uh, what else can you say? Like yeah, that was that, uh, that, it's just one of those things where it's, you're it's just piss poor. Um, I don't know. Like it was there was a moment in the game. I think it was were like four man. It was like a four man dive top, and you've ended up isolating three people in Fnatic. Where you, and you also got like humanoids like Flash. Um, he's killed, I think it was like he's killed Oscar and Humanoid, and I think it might have been like Avian and Razork were all up at like top turret. Yeah, there was there was a game breaking point I yeah. would say when we dove yeah. them on top S three, and then yes. my uh, my ADC kills them one v two when yeah. they try to uh, dove them. I think that was the moment where we kind of won the game. Yeah, like once that point in the game has like happened, SK Gaming have to like punt in the reversal to ever like get back into the game like the game's actually closed off because Fnatic had actually just burnt a lot of their resources um you know what i mean to like even the, get back in you yeah. matching the play so like you know like yeah. for example flash is now down on humanoid so the next uh talia vying gauge is like going to certainly kill him uh bot lane play goes scuffs and even if that bot lane play lands by the way and they kill exakick i think it's still just losing it's yeah. now just laughably losing um Considering he killed one of them under the turret, nearly like killed two. Uh, I think a lot of teams are were like um, EU is like one of the region regions though, where like if Thresh is like not as it's meta, but when like Thresh is in usage, like it changes the pace and like the play of like the map and in itself like a lot. Like th like um a lot of the European teams. And even the ones in like the LEC seem to be already really comfortable, even though we went from like a long period of enchanters, they're really comfortable with using the fresh again already. There's not been like that transition page. Remember like where the enchanters started coming in and some teams weren't picking Yume, some teams weren't playing Nami, like people were not playing the Lucian Nami combo. Uh there was kind of like that transition period between the teams. All the teams and all the support players seem to just be using Thresh and using it really, really well. Uh, so like that's a big one I th don't know if it's quite at this point where it needs to be denied in draft you know what I mean like like banned out or like picked out but it's a big strength for a lot of the teams that are utilising it mm, I feel like Thresh is a champion though where you should be able to legislate for its kit it's kind of like Lee Sin almost where it's like I feel like Lee Sin it can be a good pick in spots right but it should never be like game changing yeah, I, because it's such a uh sort of skill expression the, pick it's like you should be able to play around it in that sense but the big one is is the problem is of how it's like effectively paired with aphelios because one of the problems with aphelios is aphelios doesn't really alt want to once he's burnt uh like uh sums and gale force he's actually like really fragile to like yeah. dive and people getting on top of him but thresh allows him to reposition in team fights and it allows like perfect peel because you can flay hook and box yeah and against most like um lineups that's good enough like most like forms of like dive that are being played right now that's good enough to like peel out the fight and let the aphelios live so yeah and like isolation 
I understand, like, I don't actually think maybe Thresh is that powerful, but in the context of, like, people want to play Aphelios, um, and, and, you know what I mean, the same way as Lucian Nami, you would, like, ban one half of the combo, but neither piece was actually that strong without yeah. it. I think Thresh might end up in that position. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, yeah, on this team, like, what, as I sort of uh, <laughs> asked or hinted at before, I guess, like, what could you actually do let's not talk about you know player changes or whatever but kira if you were the coach of Fnatic, like what would you do in draft for example to get around the issues they're having i mean surely it's got to be tank duty for top lane at a minimum i don't know stop draft drafting like zeri and like try and like copy some of the like like g2's like ability to like pull like look at like g2's like set plays of like how like they pull off like bot dives it would require like a change in like champion pool from like reckless but you need to go with something with more push like they are getting like adc's like banned against them like i'm pretty sure you guys opened with two adc bans against yeah you banned varus and zaya against it so it's not like they're getting like the free roam like the pick of the latter but i i think fanatic need to move away and try and get like control of the map. I also think one of the biggest problems, and it's the age-old problem, and it's huge. In every single game, I feel like Razork's misevaluating where like the kill threat and where he needs to be going. This was a big issue in the thing game, the <laughs> game against Perks, where it was LeBlanc and Vi into Azir, and he never like attempted to kill once. I don't think the entire game. So I feel like Razork's just being pulled too far away to top and bottom, and it needs to be really focused around mid. Yeah, I mean, it's not looking great for them. Uh, obviously, they finished no. ninth last split. They are currently joint last, of course. And it is pretty difficult to see uh, how this team is going to coordinate and pick up wins. I also think, again, worth mentioning, obviously, that they made the change in the bot lane as well. Haven't seen too much uh, difference in terms of performance there yet. It also does seem to me that Reckless is playing... Uh, from a fairly limited champion pool. I know we're only a few games in, but it seems like when we enter draft, there's only one sort of direction that it's going in. And I feel like that's kind of an issue right now for them as well, considering certain uh, flex options that teams have currently in the bottom lane, because there are obviously lots of different styles of champions you can play there at the moment. Um, but yeah, let's move on uh, to what I believe is obviously match of the split so far, which is of course Vitality versus G2. Um, I think... You know, this is, of course, uh, Upset's first real test, I guess, on uh, Vitality thus far. He seems to be an immediate upgrade on Neon, at least for this team. Uh, and G2 maybe lacking a touch, looking, uh, yeah, lacking, not quite what they were last split, let's say, so far at least. Uh, obviously, it's regular season, it's G2, like, you never know what that really means. But obviously, they dropped a game to Astralis. Their early game against XL was actually quite close i mean that game wasn't close but the early game was at least competitive so yeah certus what do you think about these two teams like if you were to play one of these two teams tomorrow which, which team do you think is looking in better shape at the moment who would you fear more vitality or g2 mm -hmm. it's hard to say i would say vitality is probably in better shape um i mean i think vitality also looked in winter split good i think they were like first place regular season uh then only in BO3s, where they played against us and Koi, they kind of looked like, let's say, shaky. Uh, but overall, I always thought they are a good team. And now in addition with Upset, right, who's like probably like minimum top three ADC in EU in Europe, 
they look really confident. Like they're also a team they can play like in many different ways, right? They can play through top with like you could see it carry carry Kamel, carry Jace, right? They can play through bot obviously with upset. Their mid jungle is also really strong. And uh, yeah, that's why I would say they look stronger. But G2, I mean, G2 is also really, really strong. The thing with G2 is like, I think they're trying a bit or testing a lot of things in B1s because they will probably make make through it, right? And um, here and there, like they will for sure, like, I mean, the game against Astralis, which they lost, that like Malphite, Javan, mid jungle, right? And I think they were just uh, trying some stuff out in draft and it didn't work. So only because they are 2 1, I wouldn't underestimate them. Yeah. No, I feel it feels like seeding's not super important, or at least if you're G2, you're probably not that concerned with, with seeding, I wouldn't have thought. Um, with that Vitality uh, GSL series that you played against some last split, Certus, like when you were going into that game, did you feel like you guys were going to win. Obviously, most players are quite confident in themselves and think, you know, we can win. But did you, did you like, consider yourselves favorites going into that series? I mean, uh, we were beating them in the BO1. So, for sure, when we went into the best of three against them, especially after beating Heretics, we were kind of confident. Um, I mean, the first game didn't look that good. Like, we're really, I think we were down 10k gold. Like and then we made insane comebacks where we stole the Nash. Then there was one team fight where I was like one HP for thirty seconds, and then we killed every one of them. And then uh, I think after that first game, there were a bit mental boom. And then the se <laughs> second game was just complete stomp. And uh, but we were for sure like confident going into the games. That's crazy how often that happens though when you have like a crazy back and forth where one team sort of gives away a lead and the second game or the next game after that might, it's just a write-off. Like the other team just gives up basically. Um, but yeah, Kira, what, what are your thoughts on this matchup? Like who who do you favor, I guess, in this particular week but also like going forward? Like do you think Vitality are, are a legit threat to G2 this split? Yeah, but um, G, I, like G2 were came fourth last year and like rank. As long as they're making playoffs, I don't think they care too much because there's no seeding in the into the lower bracket. You know what I mean? You just get seeded against like a different team. So I think G two doesn't really mind either way. Uh I think generally, uh, Vitality looks better, but only under the sense of like one of G 2s games. They like fifth picked Malphite into Aurelia that they could see. They had no damage. They couldn't kill all the melee targets and. They like Yank playing Jarvan, so I, I don't know, like, as what it is. Fuck, fuck, like... <laughs> who, who, who have you got this week? Who's going to win this week? Like, Vitality, like... It's hard, to, it's hard to say, like... Do you think there's I, a do you think there's a chance that G2... Maybe if G2 consider Vitality to be their biggest rival, that they might want to put down a marker, or do you think they're just going to fuck it and play whatever I, I, limit testing yeah, shit they want? I think they'll just play whatever the fuck they want. I suppose, like... People like Caps will want to beat like Perks and you know what I mean and Hansama seems like really motivated to be very consistent and like prove himself within like the the that's the like the uh, aura I get. Obviously Yikes like a rookie. There's no way he can be like burnt out yet. So I don't know. I think they'll be looking to win almost every game they do. It's just stuff like that. When you see G two doing those types of drafts, Dom actually made like a really good point where 
G2 and like are the team in the world that are willing to attempt to win draft the most, but in doing so will sometimes just lose it in like crazy ways because they're just trying to eke out little like edges. And that game against like Astralis was like amazing because I think Astralis with Legion are more of a Jekyll and Hyde team where mm. you get like two, you get the different versions. One version is like, oh, leader's on like Aurelia and he's like playing the map amazingly, controlling sideways, grouping with the team, forcing amazing fights. And then you get leader where he chases Certus for like three, three minutes and get they get double stunned into <laughs> double buff marking and the game's like 3,000 gold lead at seven minutes and mid prial is never found ever again. <laughs> Jekyll and Hyde. <laughs> Jekyll and Hyde, definitely. But um, so yeah, I think... I'd, this right now, I would probably bet Vitality to be more consistently performance. But G2, as a B1, G2 could be um, the pieces are there. Sure. But yeah, I mean, Certus, have you ever played with a Korean player before? No, I didn't. See, the thing I have like with Vitality is I, I mean, if Vitality win the best of one, I, it's a co it's a coin flip as far as I'm concerned that game. But I do still worry about Vitality in series play just because they do have the Chinese jungler Korean top. And because we now have a bit of sample size of seeing them in series play and it kind of being all over the place sometimes. Also in the BO1's last split as well, I do think they were very lucky to win some of those games and there was just some individual <laughs> outplays by Bo and Photon that kind of just won the game alone, right? So I think if I had to put money on it in like a best of five series, I'm definitely taking G2, like 100%. Yes. Um, but yeah, Vitality are for sure... Uh, an interesting team right let's now pivot to uh, another team who are not doing uh, quite so well which is team heretics um, who obviously did make it to the GSL stage uh, and lost to SK as uh, Certus pointed out another team struggling uh, and not gonna lie gameplay wise it's looking that's some that's some suboptimal League of Legends right there from uh, Heretics, unfortunately, at the moment. Uh, I'll start with you, Kira, on this one. What, what, well, I mean, what's up with Heretics? I mean, I'll take one away for you for free. Evie looks horrendous at yeah, the moment. Yeah. Like, that is the worst Trindamir I've ever seen. Like, that was something, something truly to behold. But yeah, what, what's, what's going on with Heretics? Uh... Like, you know uh, what? Like, I actually like the Trindamir, okay? And I think it was a good pick. I think it could be played, like, a lot better. It's just unlucky. I actually just think this team... Like, people obviously, like, bark on, like, Fnatic not having, a lot of, like, a cohesion. I actually think there's... and like Or you talk about the communication problems in mm -hmm. uh, Team Vitality. I think Team Heretics look all over the place in terms of like cohesion. I, I think it looks it, it's just Yankos trying to plug so many holes and Ruby not protecting advantages. Like against the they had like that massive gold lead against Rogue and then Ruby goes to like Raptors to try and solo kill uh Nami Jace and like throws as I think he throws his shutdown away into Zagenda. And like the snowball starts because the Jason now has side begins to get a bit more items and faster side lane priority. The other issue I feel like with like her the other problem with the Heretics was in the that's gonna sound so strange. In the regular season last year, you had things like Cassante, which for player like ability strength, and I think I even got baited with this, Evi was able to have like massive impact on on like the games. Without actually 
maybe being as like good a player as he actually was. And now with that is priority for that has kind of been moved away or has been like banned away more often, you're actually beginning to see more of a side deck. Because the whole meme last year was he just played Nar in yeah. like Cassante. Uh I like I I'm not sure how you would like fix the Heretics roster. I was never actually that high on the roster myself, apart from like Yankos. But yeah, there were some wild takes on where the Heretics, how well the Heretics yeah, was third, going to do. Like, third place, the mate, Heretics stuff like some that. Some people yeah. like their ceilings winning it. I'm like, you are smoking something. Uh, yeah, Certus, what what do you think of this team? I mean, am I right? Did you play against Ruby in the ERLs? Did uh... no, I was in LEC. It was like I think last year. Where he played in Prime League, but yeah, I was, on your uh, yeah, no, that's that's right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what what do you make of uh of Ruby like as an opponent? Like how how do you think he he stacks up? How's he to play against? I mean, in solo queue, he was always pretty good. I would say. I think he was also high in the ladder, uh, playing a lot of games, and also in ERL, like before he joined LEC, he looked kind he looked kind of good. But uh, yeah, right now, I think. They look a bit uh, lost, I would say. Um, I don't know. I feel like when I compare them to like other teams, like Astralis, they have like an identity, yeah. right? Leader yes. came. Leader came to the team, and now what you can see is three v three around mid. One one three is Perma coming mid lane. Jung Hoon also on Leona Note, and they fight around mid lane because it's leader strength. He plays these melee champs. It's strong in early game, and you make use of it. Then heretics is like it's like I feel like Jankos getting good leads in the early game. Like he's he has having a lot of kills and a lot of successful ganks. But then I feel like the team around him doesn't make use of it. So they look a bit like yeah, no identity, don't know what to do in mid game. And it also fit felt like against us when we played the BO3 against them. We kinda were behind in the early game. We, we didn't play that great, but in the mid game to late game, we were like uh, just outplaying them, uh, and yeah, that's that's what I would say about heretics. That's something else. Oh, sorry, I was just gonna say something I wanted to ask you about actually, sir, because this is kind of interesting to me. Is SK so SK's weakness that particularly last split is, was the early game, right? That was like easy for everyone to see. It was a very consistent theme. SK's early game just isn't very good, but strangely Markoon uh in previous splits on xl was probably the best early game jungler like in terms of pathing and understanding of the early game so what what's going on basically like what what do you think was going on last split with with the early games because as i said best early game jungler worst early game team what 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 do you think was happening do you think the lanes or the coordination was off or, or how did you why do you think your early games weren't as good as they could have been mm -hmm. I think it wasn't delayers. I think it was more coordination. Uh, I think most of the times we were in the right spot in the early game, but we were a bit too impatient with the plays. We were like a little bit forcing too much, and uh, then it's pretty easy. Like when you die somewhere and then you get behind, even though when you were in the right place, right? For example, you could also see it in the game against BDS. We were having a really good lead on bot lane, level one and two. And then we spotted like uh, Jav the Javan gank and we wanted to counter gank it, but then we were a bit too impatient and then we died. And then it suddenly snowballs. That's why we were 
we were again in the right position. We wanted to counter gank enemy jungler, but then we were a bit too impatient. And this is how also it felt like uh, last split. And um, yeah, we are trying to improve it, right? Uh, I think we are really good team uh, when it comes to team fighting. And when you're a good team fighting team, uh, having good mid to late game, I think it's like really easy to also fix the early game. So yeah, I want to ask you about two teams that you uh, you guys are playing against this week, which is XL and also Koi. Now, the reason I'm pointing out these two teams is because, again, to my eye, Koi, who obviously did reasonably fine last split, though not too well compared to obviously, you know, summer of last year, they are looking very ropey, it has to be said. I mean, really, they should be 0-3 at this point. Um, but they also looked very ropey in the regular season last time and then did okay and then excel who obviously were horrendous the whole of regular season maybe showing a bit more life uh you know obviously they're hoping to have a massive renaissance versus where they were last split right and people had them before the season as being on paper at least like one of the sort of the better performing teams of like these two teams which which team do you sort of have a uh, more more faith in that could actually turn into something this split? Like which game are you anticipating being a more difficult game next week, Koi or XL? Uh, I would say Koi. I think uh, Koi is the team. If they they yeah, it's kind of similar to like last split where they struggle in the early season. I don't know why. They have like a really solid team, like Larsen. Really good mid laner, really smart mid laner, really consistent. Their bot lane is also one of the best bot lanes, you know. <laughs> There's the reason why they won LEC last yeah. year. And um, I don't know why they struggle, uh, but um, I think they are for sure maybe um, scarier than I would say Axel. Uh. Yeah, Kira, what, do you, what, what is wrong with Koi? I mean, again, oh, it's the same one every week, right? I just keep going on and on and on about it, right? Like now, so basically, Koi have decided, right? Okay, how did we beat SK Gaming? That beating SK Gaming felt pretty good. We went for um, Sejuani, um, Silas, okay, and we gave them the dick and nuts, right? Well, they decided to pick Silas Sejuani and then not actually do any of the decking or the nutting. They just they didn't actually use the combo. They didn't two v one like the mid lane, and I, I, I'm once again just baffled every week, without a doubt, by Malrang's like lane selection for like where they should be on the map, for what he should be covering, for what are the actual ways we win these games. There was a literally a game where I think it was comps on Draven, right? And obviously, if you see the Draven lane with G two, you know. Yikes coming bottom or caps coming bottom and they are going to either like try and one v a uh, uh, one for one and get the Draven uh, snowball going right in any way they shape they can either through the push into the dive or the uh, the the lane push into the bush uh, gank okay and they like bait you forward. Malrang wasn't doing this. The person who got the first shutdown kill for comp was actually Larson. I'm pretty sure a uh, Lee Sing kicking with Silas yeah, someone yeah, yeah, yeah. out from underneath the turret right. How? At like 15 minutes? How is that fucking possible? The game should have been like pancake flipped way before then. Something should have happened. At a bare minimum. Like, way, way beyond. And so because you delay the Draven acceleration, I think they actually end up winning. That's the game they ended up winning. Yes. But if it's... Yeah. If that's, the, if that's what's having to happen when you're playing the Draven comp, then 
everyone on the time just it doesn't isn't understanding like what's going on. Actually, no, it can't have been the game they won because was that the game with the the top lane? One second, let me check. I think that was the game they won, wasn't it? Then uh, they get ahead second. and then they got behind and no, then they pulled it back. No, no, because again, Pomp was on uh, Lucian in the game they won. So they. No, that they they, they lost because that was against Mad Lions. Again, they was on Jace again, getting solo killed by Chase. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. They, yeah. they still lost that game because only won one. So anyway, like, I don't know. Like, it's just a mess to me, mate. It's the same problems all the time. I, maybe they'll it'll get more cohesive, but I actually think like when I watched them beat SK Gaming with that composition, I was like, oh my god, they've figured it out. Play to Larson's like lane strengths and the two v two. I mean, I actually think they just happened upon that by random, mate. Like they just that was just random luck. Those games they, they didn't actually understand what's going on because they've not actually shown the ability to replicate it. Yeah, no, it's it's uh, it's a strange one. I'm not going to talk about top or anything like that. I just find it. I don't know. I just uh, they're just a very they're a very weird, very strange team. It has to be said, but. Like, so, sorry, can I ask, Sarah? See when you played against them in that series, the Bo3 series. I mean, like the first game, <laughs> like I played Jace, right? And uh, I'm I'm not like the best Jace. I also didn't play that much, but yeah, they played really well. They picked twice. This is also what I was thinking directly uh, when we <laughs> when we played against them, Silas Sidrani, right? Yeah. I played Silas Sidrani. They ganked me three times, four times. And um, but it looked planned, what... planned and prepped. Yeah, they looked. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. They, yeah. they, I could see like they wanted to pick Silas away from me because I also play a lot of Silas. And then they combined with uh, Malwang on Sijuani, like a, a jungler that has high pressure in early game, can be anywhere off the map, doesn't need resources. And um, yeah, they were really prepared, playing into us. And uh, yeah. So that's, that's, so that for me, when I look at this now, it's so perplexing when like I when it looks so prepared for you guys, and now it's I don't know, it's just all over the place. But anyway, I'll leave it at that. Yeah, no, it's, it's a very strange team. Um, who again, it looked like last split they were in danger of maybe falling into the bottom two, but uh, the records were such that they managed to dodge that. My question to you guys is, do you think? that the two teams who are currently rock bottom are going to stay there? Or do you think there's possibly going to be a bit of a mix around? So to remind you, obviously, Fnatic and Heretics are both currently winless. So do you expect uh, either of these two teams to bounce back? Do you think it's a bit more likely maybe that Heretics gets on a run than Fnatic? How, how do you see it? Who do you expect to make the GSL? Mm, I think maybe Fnatic could still bounce back. I mean, the games of them looked really sad. I would say, and especially like as a rookie top laner, uh, it's like in a really tough position to be. Uh, but I would still say, right, they're mid jungle, they're really good players, and um, maybe if they do like some easy drafts, and uh, I mean play around top lane because I think Oscarinin is uh, known for his carry top laners. Maybe put him on like carry top carry top laners and then play around him. He will maybe feel like more confident to carry games. I think they would be high likely then maybe make some comebacks and win more games. It's kind of bizarre that uh, Fnatic have maybe not now but historically probably the best weak side 
Western AD carry of all time. And but they, not currently. yeah, not not currently. <laughs> but uh, that you know, that's his in-game brand, if you like. Uh, you can leave that guy on his own. I mean, fuck, it doesn't even need to support half the time. But they're not playing towards the rookie top laner who only plays carry champions. Like, I do find that very weird. Like when you spoke so it's about identity and the idea that, for example, heretics don't really have one, I would, again, sort of side with you on that. And I would say that Fnatic are the more likely team to emerge simply because I can see on paper, as you say, just play to top side, play reckless weak side. He can play Sivir or whatever fucking weak side AD carry champion he wants to play. Uh, he's pretty meta immune in that sense, at least. And then, yeah, have a humanoid bounce between top and mid. I feel like, as again, as you say, Razork and humanoid on the correct champions, that 2v2 should be strong, right? Razork is, I would say, one of the biggest enigmas in the history of, of League of Legends in terms of like level of a player as an individual in a vacuum versus how many strange performances, let's say, that do end up happening on stage. But again, we only see what we see on stream. We don't know what the comms are like. We don't know what they've been told to do, like on stage by the coaches and so on. But yeah, it does it does seem strange just how weak Fnatic have seemed to be in recent times and how much less than the sum of their parts they are. Uh, Kira, what, what do you think? Like, Do you think that these two teams that are currently bottom two are going to stay there or could you see yeah, some I, movement? I was actually cu curious to ask something. See, in the context of... So the community sentiment, right, is that Humanoid Razork as an actual 2v2, right, and planning out 2v2 lanes, right, suck shit, right? They're really bad at it. Do you get that? I'm not trying to get you to shit talk them, right? But like, how do you assess them? Like, do you go into games thinking like that's like a strength of Fnatic, or do you look at that as like something to worry about with Fnatic? Mm. I mean, I think like if you compare them to last year where they made it to finals, I think like they were playing like really well, right? Razork especially, and then also Humanoid, right? I think Razork... And the playoff had, run, yeah, they were. Yeah, yeah, they had like Poppy, Trundle, Jungle, and then yeah. Humanoid, Silas, right? So they're for sure really good 2v2. And then what they did is like playing into bot lane, like when they had upset, right? Yep. And um, this time it feels like they, they don't use this 2v2 anymore. Mm -hmm. Like, um, and then they also don't know where to play around. Yeah. This is like this is the feeling I get, but they 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 have it inside of them. But I feel like they could make more use of it. Yeah, we we agree. Like I completely agree then that like the qualities of well, this is what's so frustrating about Koi and about Fnatic, where you've literally seen the games where they do understand these concepts, and then you don't see them doing it. So the only thing I can hope for, Rich, is Fnatic do because of the player quality, get it together. But I'm so fed up of sitting on this show and saying mm. it over and over and over mm. again of like, will they get it together? Will they get it together? That like, I, I can't know what's going on the team. I think Heretics most likely is about where they should be and they will finish in this ninth, 10th zone. But my question is, is who are Fnatic supposed to beat? Because playing like they do, it isn't going to result in that. I think having Oscurin right now is they're going to suffer from overall with, from amongst any team where like there's a general upgrade in top talent across the board from LEC. Yeah. I actually yeah. think having Oscar and I wasn't a fan of Wonder, but I didn't actually think he should have been removed if Oscar was the player that you were going to get because you're now just layering like different problems on top of themselves and not actually producing band-aid like, fixes and solutions. So 
I'm not sure if Fnatic will stay down there if they don't actually begin to get an identity. I think they will, but I think this is about where Heretic should be. Okay, yeah. I mean, what was interesting, I thought, is that uh, Advian said, I think it was after, maybe even after their first game. Yeah, I think it was after the first game, Advian said that their scrims would be going like really well, like they were doing really well in scrims, which is interesting to me, especially as uh, Advian himself, like historically, has apparently been a player who typically does a lot better on saves than he does on uh, in scrims. So yeah, I don't know. I thought that was that was kind of interesting. Um, and again, especially with players like Humanoid, who again the community narrative would be, oh, this guy doesn't care about regular seasons, blah blah blah. And if that had any truth to it you would expect that he definitely wouldn't give a fuck about scrims. So I don't know. Like I find that one interesting. But again, scrims do not really tell a tale. What, yep, Kira. What's really uh, strange... Oh, sorry, Nico Saras. Yeah. I mean, we didn't, we didn't scrim them, but I also hear that, that they're playing really uh, well in scrims. But also like Humanoid, I think between the break from winter and spring, I was playing a lot of solo queue and uh, climbing also the ladder. So, I think they were for sure like also like uh, tryharding and like it, it can be. I think it's true that they were like doing well in scrims and like, trying to win games. There is a version of that, there is a version of that Vitality game that is a lot closer. If Razork actually comes mid, like Perks is literally sitting mid like half health the entire time because of LeBlanc, right? And the only time they bring like Ornhorn and like. There's just so many, like, perplexing things. Like, Advin roams mid level 4 on Ash to shoot arrow, like, the volley arrows at, like, Azir under the turret. Like, that it, it can't be Advin there. It's got to be, like, Razork there. And they never get the LeBlanc lockdown combo onto the Azir once. Like, Razork does play topside this game. He helps, um, Ad, eh, not Advin, uh, Oscurin get the wave crash on the Orn just for Oscurin to stay an extra wave and suicide down the lane into Photon and Bo. Like, these like little like niches extrapolate to a game that could have actually been way more relatively close. Like if you kill perks two, three times with the combo, like the game's like a lot different. Humanoids move into side lanes. He's got a lot more burst potential. Bow, he may be able to one shot bow um because he's not going like a tank Gragas build. He's going the AP, the full AP one, but that just never happens. That like that idea is a like in Christmas Land because. They just completely didn't have the misavaluated what they need to do on stage. So, scrim yeah. gods, who knows? Yeah, who knows? Anyway, uh, that's actually going to be it for this week, guys. Uh, yeah, another another short one, but uh, times are ticking, and your boy has to get some much needed rest as well. So, uh, thanks very much for joining us, Certus. Thank you as always, Mister Kira, uh, and we will see you guys next time. <laughs>